Welcome back. This is Here and Now, and my name is Dan McDonald. So I was at an event last fall at Rockstar Music Hall, and I was introducing some bands. It was a charity event promoting mental health awareness and initiatives, and the first band I introduced of the night was a band called J Sharp Major. They had a bit of a following, some fans in the audience who came specifically for them, which is always cool to see, and I had to, uh, well, I had no idea what to expect because I'd never seen them play. It, it was a big band. It was a six-piece band, so I was definitely intrigued. I introduced them, and I immediately made my way to the bar to grab a drink so I could watch them, and the bar was positioned in a way so the stage was out of my line of vision, so I couldn't see the band while I waited in line for a drink. I heard some instruments being picked up, then I heard the opening chords of Pink Floyd speak to me from the legendary album Dark Side of the Moon, and I literally thought at first, something must be wrong, the band isn't playing, and they're instead playing music until they figure out whatever is wrong. Then I got my drink and I realized it was the band, and it was the best Pink Floyd cover I'd ever heard. Not an easy band to pay tribute to, but clearly the music and the spirit of it was being honored, and I was blown away. And I was extremely happy to hear that the band has morphed into us and them, the Canadian Pink Floyd experience, and they're doing a show at Rockstar September 22nd, and here to chat with me about the band from us and them and J-Sharp Major, it's Christopher Marinted. How's it going? It's going so well. Uh, yeah, we're just, we're super busy, but we're so excited. Oh, well, I remember that night very, very well, and I was really blown away, and I just sat there hypnotized that this sound was coming from your band. It was incredible. That's fantastic to hear. I mean, it, and it's such a, that's a, it's a really hit and miss thing, right? Because you're, sometimes you're either a Pink Floyd fan or you're not, right? And, right? and especially if you're pulling out something from, that's not one of their commercial hits, you know, uh, which is what we like to do. Right. Um, so yeah, we we read what you you had posted on uh, on Facebook there and we, we were kind of blown away ourselves by it because we've always tried to do a Pink Floyd element to what we do, so. Right, I think that right there that night, I pulled my you phone did, out yeah. and Facebooked it, right? Because <laughs> I was so blown away. Now, before we dive into us and them, let's talk about the core group of musicians you sure. have with you. How long have you all been playing together? J Sharp in its current iteration, we've been together, uh, I think just about two years. So okay. we're, we're very young, yeah. uh, in terms of playing together. I mean, we're all veteran musicians. We've all been playing in the city for, you know, decades. Um, we started out as, as a three piece that got thrown together accidentally because, <laughs> uh, there was a, 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 an event that was happening. They needed a small band to play, uh, and the organizer knew each one of us individually and said, could you guys just get together for a set and, and play? Sure. No problem. And we found that it was one of those things that, you know, <laughs> those cheesy movie lines right from across the room, their eyes right. matter. Right? <laughs> so right. We all started playing and we realized it was just effortless. Like we, we all knew when we were going to change and what we were going to change into. And, and, you know, everybody's groove was the same and the feeling was the same. And uh, we just kind of realized at that point that at least that that three, the trio, was going to be around as, as long as we could. And then we started playing out as, as this trio, and uh, we played out at this uh, little place in uh, Kingsville that's not there anymore, unfortunately, called The Bridge House. And it, it was wildly, spectacularly successful. Like, wow. we had people lined up outside the door waiting to come in, which, which blew us away. Yeah. And the, the really cool thing is that we never made a set list. What we would do is we'd walk into the bar and we'd, we'd sit down and we'd, we'd say, okay, what do you, what do you want to hear? And somebody would say, oh, play some Steely Dan. Right. Sure. We don't, <laughs> we don't really know if we're going to play it right, but we're going to play it. And, <laughs> and it, this organic kind of, you know, jammy thing happened and it just worked. And then, uh, you know, we found a bass player and then we found a, a lead guitar player who's just phenomenal. And then we found another lead guitar player who's just phenomenal. So, you know, it grew into this five and then a sax player. So wow. we, we became this, you know, sextet that was just 
all interlocking and firing at the same time, which is super rare. It's really cool that you said it's almost like speaking your own language, isn't it? When you can very much so pick up instruments and communicate like that right off the bat. And, you know, musicians as a whole, generally they can do that, right? I mean, like, you know, they've all been, you know, playing long enough that they can pick up on clue cues and and things like that. But, but there's something else that happens when you play with people who are super connected mm-hmm. and it, it just becomes it's almost it's not even a language anymore I, I, not to get all new agey or something but, but it, it, it transcends it, exactly it, it's just we're all in that moment and we all feel where we're going to go together uh so you know that that makes the workload tiny right and and the the, the pleasure of it's just tripled so now, when did you start playing Pink Floyd? And, and was that daunting to kind of take on? It was, oh, uh, yeah. I mean, like, th- there are people that will come out and they'll say, you know, can you play this song for me? And, uh, you know, like, they'll, they'll say, can you play Journey, Don't Stop Believing? <laughs> and they don't really want to hear the song. All they want to hear is South Detroit. Yeah. And they want to sing Don't Stop Believing. It doesn't matter if I'm playing it in the original key or on the original instrument. I've done it on guitar. I've done it on piano. I've done it on, you know, all these different instruments. But there are certain things like Pink Floyd, when you play Comfortably Numb, if you don't have every note of that guitar solo mm. exact, people know that. Oh, yeah. You know, they go there and they will tell you after the show, well, you know, it was close. Yeah, I believe <laughs> but you it. played that solo a little bit, uh, you know, a little bit differently. It's very pure. Um, it is. And the ire that you can generate from the <laughs> hardcore fans is, you know, so yeah, it was, it was super daunting. And then, you know, for us, it was... As a five piece, how do we trim the sound down enough, you know, so it's sparse, right? Right, because the original, you know, the Floyd, what they were a four piece, um, and we don't want to make it this huge, overly produced thing. And but we always wanted to do it because that's just the spirit of what Jay Sharp was. It was organic and jammy, and mm-hmm. especially their early stuff, right? You know, so yeah, we we've always played it uh, in one incarnation or another. Now, are there any Pink Floyd songs where you thought? no, this one is too tough, let's not even go there? Or do you um, see that as more of a challenge? Yeah, there, actually, there is one right now that we're, we're going <laughs> through, and I'm, I'm really regretting that we decided to do it. Uh, um, it, it. It's just technically challenging, right. is what it is. And and sometimes that that it's hard because you just want to be in the, in the here and now of it, Yeah. right? Um, whereas this one, you really kind of have to chart out and and it's more about the rules than anything else on september 22nd rockstar music hall uh what will us and them be playing so we're gonna have a little bit of something for everybody and that's been another challenge with this whole project is you know the catalog is enormous oh yeah and you could easily have a six hour long concert (laughs) so to try to pick everybody's favorite songs to fit in two hours is not going to happen um so what we decided to do is we're we're going to play the stuff that we really love um and so we're going to start off in in the first set is going to be the early years with Sid Barrett, some of Sid's okay. stuff in there. Uh, and then we're going to play all of Dark Side of the Moon from beginning to end. Oh, be still my heart. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and this is where one of the technically challenging songs is. That's okay. Is nuts. Uh, and then there'll be a really quick intermission. And then we're just going to do a, a collection of things from uh, Wish You Were Here all the way up to the final cut. Oh, beautiful. Yeah. Now, on Dark Side of the Moon, that... Like you said, that's a challenging album to play. I assume I'm not a musician, but just listening to it, it's so complex. There's one song in particular, uh, "The Great Big Gig in the Sky," yeah. with that amazing uh, mm-hmm. vocal piece. Are, who's doing that? Is someone going to replicate that? Absolutely. And this was actually uh, so. We have two wonderful uh, female singers, uh, Candice Doherty and uh, Renee Latondre. Okay. And that was their audition. 
was the great big yeah. big in the sky solo. Great gig in the sky was that. This is your audition piece. Oh, I, I'm not concerned about if you can nail that, then I have no worries that you're going to be able to handle the ahs and the oohs right. for the other yeah. things. Yeah, uh, and and you know that sets the bar extremely high. That's that's an extremely difficult piece to sing. Oh god, because yeah. it's all emotion, right? right? Like she she did that song in I think one or two takes in oh. the studio. Um, because it was like scat, right? She was like jazz. She just felt it. Yeah, right. Claire um, Tory was the original. That's right. right. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, you know, for somebody to come in and, and rehearse it but not have it sound rehearsed is extremely difficult. And the range in that song is, is incredible. through a, a few different people and, and they all sounded great but there were these two people in particular that you know when they started literally our jaws all hit the floor collectively and just went okay that's very exciting I, to I hear. don't know where you came from but you're <laughs> not allowed to leave <laughs> <laughs> that makes me so excited because I was wondering how you were going to recreate that if, yeah. if, if one of you were going to sing it or but you have the two new vocalists which is are they new right. to your collective yeah. another one that Instantly, I always think of with Dark Side of the Moon is On the Run. I mean, that's that, the technically I knew it. I was going to ask yeah. you, that, that song is like, that's almost like a techno song. It was so ahead of its time. It, it was all synth, yeah. It was just trancey. And I was going to ask you, have you had any trouble duplicating that? Um, <laughs> it sounds like you have had some. <laughs> well, I mean, Dan, we're consummate professionals, right? <laughs> <laughs> of course, of course. Uh, no, it, the, the trouble, if, if there's trouble, it's just that because it's so trancey, um, you know, there is a pattern to it, but the pattern's very elusive. And so you, you tend to want to either cut it short or run on too long. And, uh, you know, we're, we're going, we're trying to reproduce everything as close as we can. So, you know, the background uh, tape loops that are in there, you know, there's the airport announcements and there's the running feet that go back and forth. Yeah. And, you know, we're, we're trying to replicate all that. And it's just, I, I happen to be the keyboard player. So a lot of that job falls to me. And, you know, if I had, if I was Shiva and had you know, right. six arms, it'd be no problem. It's trying to figure out, how, you know, who, who can we get to share that workload and how many can I have semi-pre-programmed where it makes it a little easier for me to get to the rest of the stuff. And it's, that's the challenging one. Oh, no yeah. kidding. When I heard that song, it made me excited to see it live because I know you guys will do a great job, but I thought, man, this is like, it's a lot to chew on, this song. So what we were originally thinking of doing is, I don't know if you, have you seen uh, any of the Roger Waters tours where he, he plays dogs, right, oh, from the Animals album? Right, okay, yeah, I have and seen Roger Waters a few times. In the middle of that, there's there's like a six or seven minute long tape loop Right, okay. where it's just one keyboard player on stage and the rest of the instruments are just looped. Well, they actually do this really cool thing where all the all the keyboard player stays up there and plays his part. Everybody else gets up, goes down to the front of the stage where the roadies have brought out a card table <laughs> and they sit there and they play uh, gin. I love it. While this is going on. And we thought, you know, could we do the same thing? Could we just hit play? Let this thing go and get to, and then we thought, I, you know, maybe not for the first one. Yeah, 
right? That's a, that's into performance art at that point. Yeah, a exactly, little bit. exactly. I was going to ask you, have you guys thought about getting to the point where you have visual accompaniment to the show? We, we are having visual accompaniment. Oh, you are having yeah, visuals. Yeah, so um, our, one of our guitar players, Lee uh, Cochran, he's he's uh, working with a bunch of multimedia stuff, so there, there will be projection there. He's done uh, movies that go along with some of the songs. Um we really, I, I really super wanted to have an inflatable, but that just wasn't in the cards <laughs> for the first one. That could be later on in a bigger venue, maybe. Yeah, even. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, I love it. Now, I love your logo, too. You're wearing a t-shirt right now. For yeah. our listeners who can't see it, looks like the Dark Side of the Moon record, but the little pyramid is a Canadian maple leaf. Yeah. Who, who designed that? That's that was cool. me. You designed yeah. that. Beautiful. Do you have a favorite era of, uh, of Pink Floyd, oh, if you boy. had to pick one? Um, well, I'm a super trance out guy. So when I started uh, playing music in my late teens, um, my favorite thing would be to, uh, set up a little, def- uh, delay unit with my guitar and just see what noises I could make it, you know, reproduce. And I'd, I'd run over to people's tables and grind the guitar <laughs> neck on their drinks and, you know, grind it against the guitar stand. And so very much, um, the Sid Barrett era, style. but I have to say now that I've, I've kind of, I guess, matured as a musician, which is, I guess, a stupid thing to say, but it's just basically say I'm older. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I am like a fine wine and seasoned. Um, (laughs) I'd I'd have to say that probably, um, you know, from a a produced standpoint, uh, the Wish You Were Here album, Mm. specifically Shine On You Crazy Diamond, is my favorite thing to play. Yeah. Um, And my favorite era for them, I think, has to be Animals. Oh, yeah. It's a yeah. wonderful, wonderful record. Yeah. Uh, Christopher Marintet from Us and Them and J Sharp Major, the Canadian Pink Floyd Experience. Uh, first show, September 22nd at Rockstar Music Hall. I truly cannot wait. The music hit me like a bolt of lightning, and I'm not BSing when I say it is the best rendition of Pink Floyd my ears have ever heard, and I think you guys could seriously take this far. I really do. You nail the sound, and I cannot wait to see the full show, like I said, September 22nd at Rockstar. Do you know offhand where we can get tickets? I do. Uh, you can pick up tickets at uh, Dr. Disc uh, downtown. You can get them at Karma Wine Bar in Tecumseh. You can get them from Rockstar Music Hall. You can get them from Musical Strings and Things and Frank's Music in Chatham. And you, you can buy them online. So just oh. if, if you hit up our website, usandthem.ca, usandthem.ca, um, it'll have a listing of, of where you can get them and then provide the online link as well. Excellent. Uh, Chris Marent at Break a Leg. Do musicians say Break a Leg? It's a theater thing. Uh, it is more of a theater thing, but we'll take it. We'll okay. take it. Well, yeah. hey, I know you will. It's going to be a great time. I really hope to see a lot of people there. Uh, we'll end with one of your solo tracks. Uh, which one do you want to play? I forgot to ask you this and oh, set this up. I, I don't know. Wow, now I feel on the spot. <laughs> I just let me say before anything else, just thank you very much for this because you know your commitment to supporting local stuff is is phenomenal, and and it's just great that we have an outlet where we can we can advertise this kind of stuff or or promote this kind of stuff. So thank you very much. Oh, it's absolutely my pleasure. All right, let's do whispers in the wind then. Christopher Marintet with whispers in the wind, and go check out us and them September twenty second at Rockstar Music Hall. choice but 
It's always 